Welcome to the Therapeutic Goods Administration's podcast series, SME Assist, Navigating Therapeutic Goods Regulation. We appreciate that the regulation of therapeutic goods can be challenging to understand. Throughout this series, we aim to help small to medium enterprises, researchers, startups, and anyone new or unfamiliar with regulation to understand their obligations when it comes to supplying therapeutic goods in Australia. Please note that the information provided to you throughout these podcasts is without prejudice. It is not binding on the TGA and you should get your own independent legal advice to ensure that all of the legislative requirements are met. Hi, I'm Steve from the SME Assist team at the TGA. Welcome to the fourth episode in our series of podcasts about navigating therapeutic goods regulation in Australia. If you haven't already, please be sure to hit subscribe and listen to our previous episode where we discuss the TGA laboratories. Today we're going to be talking with Nadia Sala about Australian manufacturing licences, good manufacturing practice and how COVID-19 has changed the way inspections are carried out. Today we are only covering medicines and biologicals, not medical devices. Nadia is part of a team that's responsible for inspecting manufacturing facilities that process human blood, tissues and cellular products. Welcome Nadia and thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me Steve. So Nadia, firstly, can you tell us a bit about manufacturing of medicines and biologicals and our role in this process? Sure. The Therapeutic Goods Act, with certain exceptions, requires that the Australian manufacturers obtain and maintain a good manufacturing practice or GMP license, and that overseas manufacturers obtain and maintain a GMP certificate issued by the TGA. Those goods also need to be registered and included in the Australian Register for Therapeutic Goods, or ARTG. Manufacturing therapeutic goods for human use without a GMP license or certificate, except for those exempted from the TGA regulatory requirements, is an offense that carries heavy penalties. So what does having a GMP license or certificate actually mean for the manufacturer, Nadia? TGA issues a GMP license or certificate to manufacturing sites when they demonstrate compliance with the GMP standard relevant to the therapeutic good. And how would they go about gaining one? To obtain a GMP license or certificate for a new manufacturing site, the manufacturer needs to submit an application to the TGA. The application is reviewed by the manufacturing quality branch and assigned the inspection team to conduct an on-site inspection of the manufacturing site to assess its suitability. During the inspection, uh, the inspectors will also assess suitability of site equipment, personnel, quality system, documentation of activities, and computer systems used. When the inspection is completed and any issues raised during the inspection are satisfactorily addressed by the manufacturer, the inspection will be closed. The TGA will then issue the manufacturer with GMP license or certificate. To maintain licensing or certification of a manufacturing site, TGA also conducts periodic uh, inspections to assess ongoing compliance with GMP standards. Ongoing site inspections are scheduled by the TGA applying a risk-based approach. 
Uh, so just for our listeners who, listeners who might not be familiar with it, what is good manufacturing practice, Nadia? The term good manufacturing practice is used to describe a set of principles and procedures, which when followed by manufacturers of medicines and biologicals, helps ensure that the products manufactured will have the required quality. Thanks, Nadia. I'm sure that this provides a level of confidence that the product is safe for use. Now, you mentioned earlier that we use a risk-based approach in relation to manufacturing. Can you tell us a bit more about that? Sure. DGA applies a risk-based approach to determine the frequency of ongoing inspections, as well as the emphasis and depth of inspections. This approach is guided by the inherent risks of the product, method of manufacture, and the previous inspection compliance rate of the site. We use inspection frequency matrices to guide the frequency of inspections. So that might not be a term that our listeners have heard before, Nadia. What is a frequency matrix? The frequency of periodic inspections for manufacturing sites of different goods will increase or will be increased or reduced depending on use of the on the use of the good and associated manufacturing processes. For example, the period between inspections for prescription medicine is shorter than that assigned for a complementary medicine manufacturing site. Uh, can you tell us a bit more about what goes into planning an inspection? In planning our inspection program, we consider information including emerging product trends such as uh, recalls and adverse event rep- uh, reports, res- results of uh, TGA laboratory testing of the manufactured goods, feedback received from inspections undertaken by other regulators, the manufacturer uh, compliance history, and any significant changes within the company, including introduction of additional uh, product or products and changes to manufacturing process. Thanks, Nadia. It sounds like there's quite a lot that goes into planning these inspections. Now, we do understand that manufacturers are usually notified of an upcoming inspection. Can you give us an example of when this might not happen? Where necessary, an unannounced inspection may be undertaken at any time outside of the regular inspection cycle, or the date of the next scheduled inspection may be brought forward. We might conduct an unannounced inspection where it is believed that the true extent of compliance cannot be assessed through a routine inspection that the manufacturer can prepare for. Uh, Now, are you able to tell us a bit about what's involved in the GMP inspection process and how it works? Uh, Generally, the inspection process starts when the scheduling of the inspection of a manufacturing site and the location of an inspection team. The inspection process involves three phases. Pre-inspection activities, the inspection, and post-inspection activities. The pre-inspection activities include advising the manufacturer of the expected inspection dates, and the number of the TGA inspection team members. The inspection team will also request pre-inspection information for review in advance of the inspection. On the first day of the inspection, the inspection team will hold an opening meeting with the manufacturer's management and key personnel to explain the inspection process and plan. 
During the inspection, the inspection team will observe some manufacturing activities, review the manufacturer quality system documentation, and request additional evidence as required. Samples may be taken for laboratory testing by the TGA, especially for medicines manufacturing sites. At the end of the inspection, the inspection team will, will hold a closing meeting to provide an overview of the inspection and its outcome, provide the manufacturer with a list of deficiencies and discuss their resolution. Thanks, Nadia. Um, now, can you just briefly explain to us what happens after an inspection? After the inspection, the manufacturer is provided with written results of the inspection highlighting deficiencies observed by the TGA. Deficiencies are classified as a critical, major or other, depending on the risks associated with each deficiency. Nadia, just around deficiencies, can you give us an example of what a deficiency might be? Deficiency might be a diversion from uh, documented procedures or regulatory requirements. Diversion from regulatory requirements might be classified as a major. Mm -hmm. Diversion from uh, processes could be major or minor, depending on the nature of the diversion. Okay, thank you. The manufacturer is allowed up to three rounds of responses to address all deficiencies. Once all deficiencies have been addressed, the inspection team will provide an inspection closeout letter with the final out- outcome of the inspection. Thanks, Nadia. Now, can you tell us a bit about the remote inspection program? I understand that's been implemented in response to COVID-19. Correct. COVID-19 obviously had a major impact on our ability to safely conduct inspections. So like the rest of the working world, we had to quickly adapt to working in a remote environment. Our remote inspection process was designed to manage the impact of COVID-19 on the conduct of inspections, including travel restrictions and social distancing requirements. Remote inspections allowed the TGA to continue to monitor and license manufacturers of therapeutic goods. TGA has been conducting remote inspections of Australian and overseas manufacturing sites since May 2020. That's great. So how are they actually carried out, Nadia? With the implementation of the remote inspection program, the principles of the inspections remain the same. However, They are undertaken remotely through the use of technology, not requiring inspectors to physically attend manufacturing sites. Some changes to our routine inspection process include inspectors will contact manufacturers to announce their inspection, explain the remote inspection process, and agree on the suitable telecommunications software for use during the inspection. Remote inspections involve virtual interviews with the manufacturers, key personnel, facility tours, observation of processes and activities, and remote desktop assessment of the manufacturer quality system documentation. Inspectors have utilized different software and technologies to conduct the inspections, such as MS Teams and WebEx. Otherwise, the inspection process is unchanged and we've been able to conduct through inspections in essentially the same way. 
So Nadia, you, you mentioned some of the uh, technologies and software that's been used uh, to conduct inspections. Have we used anything like drones or anything like that to do walkthroughs of manufacturing sites? Or We are restricted by what uh, the department allows to use mm-hmm. uh, of available uh, software yep. and uh, we are restricted by what the Department of Health allow yeah. us to use. Okay. Um, but for sometimes um, we also used uh, WhatsApp, mm-hmm. FaceTime. We used Viber, FaceTime, oh, wow. uh, just to assist the manufacturer with the, with the tour mm. if they are going to small areas where Internet is not... Uh, sufficient for them to use mm. um, so we're quite flexible and we're, we're trying to work with what the manufacturers have correct. in place already in correct oh, that's great um, I imagine it must be quite hard performing an inspection when you're not in the, the, the site or on the site what are some of the challenges with doing remote inspections inspecting remotely has been quite smooth for the most part but as I'm sure you will understand our key challenge in navigating through IT and internet issues to make sure all participants are present for all parts of the conversation. Since we are also conducting inspections for uh, overseas sites, we also have to manage time differences and working outside of the ordinary office hours. That means either uh, very early in the morning or very late at night. Uh, Nadia, can you tell us, is the remote inspection program going to be ongoing or? The move to remote inspections were driven purely by the need that arose from COVID-19 restrictions. Like anything, it comes with its pros and cons. But a decision hasn't been yet made on whether TGA will maintain the remote inspection program after COVID restrictions are eased or lifted. Is there somewhere, Nadia, that manufacturers or sponsors can keep up to date on what's happening in this space? This would be discussed with the manufacturers uh, when we contact them Mm -hmm. to um, inform them about the inspection. We would explain to them whether there is a change. It's going to be on-site inspection or remote inspection. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we have... uh, hybrid of uh, if we have an inspector in that state then we will have uh, remote and someone on site Mm. at the same time all these details will be explained to the manufacturers when we contact them to arrange for the inspection to announce the inspection wonderful now Nadia finally have you got any tips for manufacturers who will be going through the remote inspection process anything to reduce anxiety around the process and help them to prepare Of course. We do understand that any inspection can create some anxiety of manufacturers, and that's no different from remote inspections. But TGA inspectors are highly experienced in conducting remote inspections and understand the challenges that come with them, especially after conducting a large number of remote inspections for national and international sites. We work closely with manufacturers from the time the inspection is announced by fully explaining the inspection process and discussing available technology resources that the manufacturers have 
to make the inspection process work smoothly. There is no need by, uh, to be anxious about remote inspections. Our uh, advice is the same as for regular inspections. Just be prepared, maintain open communication, and work cooperatively with your inspectors, and the process will run nice and smooth. That's great. Thanks, Nadia. Uh, now, if a manufacturer wants some more information on the process on GMP, where, where should they go? TGA have sufficient information on uh, its website mm-hmm. uh, to describe uh, GMP requirements, licensing, certifications, inspections, uh, frequency matrices for the different products. In addition to that, there is a GMP inbox. They can contact the TGA through uh, the inbox if they have any inquiry and uh, relevant staff will uh, respond to their inquiries within short time. Wonderful. Thanks, Nadia. And we'll put those contact details in today's show's, show notes. Uh, so, Nadia, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us today. I'm sure this helps clarify important information for manufacturers in relation to the inspection process and also explains the work the TGA is doing to ensure that manufacturing inspections continue to take place in such unprecedented times. For more information on manufacturing, you can refer to the Manufacturing Therapeutic Goods Hub on our website. Uh, To listeners, thank you for joining us today. In our next episode, we'll be discussing advertising therapeutic goods in Australia. So please hit subscribe in the Podbean app or wherever you listen to your podcasts and be sure to check out our website at www.tga.gov.au for more information on the regulation of therapeutic goods in Australia.